Yo, what's going on, y'all? We back here. I think this is episode 46, something good like that, you know. Uh, it's been an eventful, eventful week. By eventful week, I mean absolutely terrible. Uh, I was all right. It was all great. So, we've been having, like, I've been having a little issue with the phone, man. I don't know what's been going on. I don't know what phone service y'all got. But, like, I got, like, T-Mobile. And I think... I'm not sure if it went through already, but I know like recently they uh, they like merged with Sprint, and I think maybe for the past month uh, I've been having possibly the worst service I've ever gotten in the history of phone usage. Uh, it's not like my phone going out; it's like I get notification after notification. I get the call on the uh, random calls that say scam likely. Uh, and I know like five, six other people that get the same calls that say scam likely. So I don't know if they done already sold our phone number uh, to just random ass people. But we get me and I, I just know a ton of people that all have T-Mobile that just get random shitty calls all fucking day. Uh, they've been fucking up my bill. They've charged my card like four times this month. Nigga, four times. They've returned money to my card four times in one month. Uh, so, yeah, T-Mobile haven't been doing good at all, man. I fuck around and go to Boost Mobile on their ass. I pay a $40 phone bill. Don't matter. I text all day anyway. Text and tweet. That's all I do anyway. I don't even know why I got uh, even got a, a, a service that's not just dirt cheap. Because it's getting to that point, you know. Uh, fuck it, I might, as well, I might as well get cricket. You know, Grasshopper, Beetle, Butterfree, whatever. I might just get something else, man. But uh, been dealing with that pretty much the whole month. I, I cursed him out on last Friday. I had to curse him out again on Monday. And I had to curse him out again this morning. And uh, just terrible, man. And uh, I've been doing it over phone stuff, talking to people. But I'm going to just go in the store. And, you know, you hate... You know, I, I I work retail before, you know, and you, you hate when when people bring their their frustration um from somebody else to you. You know, somebody else didn't do their job or somebody else didn't do what they were supposed to. And uh that frustration can linger through that person and it can linger over to you. And you know, it's not their fault. It's just it's just emotion. You know, just emotions just take over, so you know, I I don't want to go in there and just be blowing up because it's not on them. Uh, but it's gonna be on their ass. Cause who else I'm gonna talk to? Who else I gotta look in the face? Because as y'all know, there's people have two different voices. People have two different personalities when they're talking over the phone to you and when they're talking to you in person. So I like to talk in person as much as possible whenever I talk to people. If I if I don't if I'm not texting you, I want to talk in person. I don't want to talk over the phone. Uh, it 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 really don't matter what the discussion is, uh, it, whether it's something personal, I just rather it's random shit. You know, I would rather I would much rather talk in person than talk on the phone. Um, but I mean, you know, phones are phones. That's what the fuck they're for. Communication when you're not next to people. So, you know, it's just been a wishy washy ass week. I'm ready to get it over with. It's almost Friday. And uh, it's just been a lot of interesting shit, man. Just a lot of interesting shit going on. Uh, one thing I wanted to, to discuss 
Um, it, it it's sports, but it's not sports. So there's been a lot of talk, a lot of chitter chatter, a lot of booty chatter. Uh, uh, this whole you know LeBron versus Jordan thing when it comes to kind of like humanitarian things. You know, oh LeBron donate to this, LeBron does that. Uh, Jordan didn't do this, or Jordan choosing. You know, of course, I'm not a a world famous basketball player. The two most popular basketball players of all time. That's why they're being, you know, compared so much. Even though they're two totally different people, uh, in media wise, LeBron could be somebody totally different uh, than he is media wise because him and his team they've done a a great job of of giving uh, this picture of him being a, a great fault. And he may be all of this. I'm no, you know. I'm not here to do all that, but the the image that he has is one of the most kind of perfect images that any athlete has ever had. And Jordan had the the, the gambling and a lot of other shit going on. Nigga smoking cigars before the game, eating steaks, drinking wine, drink, eat, doing in the finals in the, uh in Phoenix. I think that's the '93 finals. He did 18 rounds of golf before the game. So this nigga was in the sun. For 18 rounds of golf. Let me tell you what 18 rounds of golf is, buddy. That's about three, four hours of golf before an NBA Finals game. So this dude was just on some other. He's on some other shit, other shit, totally, just 1,000 percent on some other shit. But it's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things where these these dudes just get compared. And uh, it's not the it's not their fault. Uh, it's it's probably our fault. But there are a lot of cats like you know Demarcus Cousins, Durant, where you don't see what they do in the news. They just do it because it's the right thing to do. And I'm not saying LeBron is not doing things because it's the right thing thing to do. I think 100 percent he's doing things because that's the right thing to do. But the difference between him and somebody else is we know every fucking thing that he's doing because his team makes sure as we know that he's doing this. Whether it's producing a movie, whether it's producing a documentary, whether it's opening a school, whether it's doing pretty much everything. We know everything good about LeBron James. Everything good. And um, that's just the era that we're in. It's 2018. Uh, Michael Jordan played in a in a in a totally different time. His prime of his life was pr- he's fucking filthy rich. His prime of his life is gonna be until the money gone, which is probably not gonna happen until he dead, which I'm sure is gonna happen because everybody fucking dies. Maybe it's a totally different era. We don't know what Jordan donates to this day. He donates millions of dollars to everything because. It's probably great tax write-offs. And it's the right fucking thing to do. So just because you don't see somebody doing something. Doesn't mean they're not doing it. It only means that you should probably mind your fucking business. Point blank period. You should maybe. Do something your fucking self. So if Jordan never did this and Jordan never did that. Who fucking cares? What are you doing, son? And I, I bought this up. 
uh, on Twitter a couple of days ago. And, you know, niggas just play dumb. Niggas just go full-on stupid, full-on dolphin. Oh, well, I don't have I don't have a billion dollars like Jordan. Who say you got to spend a billion dollars? Who you say you have to spend one dollar to do something nice for somebody? To go to a school and, and tutor or to, to, to go, you know, to a homeless shelter or to donate shoes and clothes, the shoes that you don't even wear. Donating shit. Who says you have to spend money to do any of that shit? Idiot, dummy. And, and and why are y'all on? Why do people so focus so much on what other people is doing good? Don't fucking worry about what they're doing to do good. Why don't you? Why don't you gather some good fucking karma about yourself, idiot, shithead? Jordan started basketball and, 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 and NBA basketball in 1984, nigga. You know what niggas was doing in 1984? Not much of motherfucking nothing. Niggas had limousines with no tent in 1984. Niggas had limousines. When the last time you seen a limo? We was a kid. Limo was the pinnacle. I ain't seen limo in 15 years. We just, we just kids, people stretched out. You had a stretch Hummer. Yeah, stretch. I seen a stretch Chrysler 300. You did anything. And you got a limo. You was fresh. What well, them days is over. Jordan had to use a pay phone too. And he had the big brick Zach Morris phones after that. It's a totally different era, man. He's 53, 54 years old. Leave a nigga alone. At some point, leave a nigga alone. Got the voice, his wife got half. You ain't see him in court. You ain't hear about no, no dumb shit. He got half. You know what she got half of? You know what the total was? It was $534 million. Now, let me tell you this, buddy. Holding your husband down, raising the kids, why they all that work. Those are all uh, fantastic, and those are very hard jobs to do. And they're very, uh, what's the word? Uh, those are very, I don't, it starts with an A, I'm trying to think of. It's not acknowledgeable. It's not co- commendable. Those are amazing jobs. Those are full-time. Those are double full-time jobs. But, it's not like she was raising kids in a fucking efficiency apartment. She's raising kids with a mansion. And maids and cooks and all this other shit. Now, I'm not saying the job is not uh, hard. I mean, it's not easy. I'm not saying that. I would never say that. $534 million? Probably not. Probably not that. That probably don't balance off. It is what it is. My point at all this is. That was, that was very toxic. That was nothing but toxic masculinity right there. $534 million for raising some kids in a mansion. That's a steep price to pay, player. Let me tell you that. Just to go out and marry a white woman. That's a very steep price to pay. So that's, that's Mount Everest right there, nigga. $534 million. That's Mount Everest. Michael Jordan retired in 1998. That was 20 years ago. 20 years ago 
is basically a hundred years ago. This nice cell phone I got right here within my grasp. These bitches like this, they didn't exist. You know what our cell phone was? Our cell phones looked like a fucking corn dogs with a stick on them and everything. Terrible. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? You looking out for your people? When your people need you, are you there? And they need you financially, are you there? Somebody need $10, you got it? Somebody need $20, you got it? Somebody need 30 they need 100 they need 150 they need $200. Somebody lights about to get cut off. You got it? Are you there? Somebody need a place to stay. They got evicted. You got it? Worry about shit like that, man. Everything else, shut the fuck up. It's not fair. It's not, and I'm not copping, uh, copping, please, uh, uh, not copping, please. I'm not covering for no athlete. Them niggas is their own people. I'm talking about this, this thing in general where we say what we think we can say what other people should do with their money. Do I think one person should have $70 billion while they're like 70 million homeless people or whatever it is? Of course not. Taking half of the money from Bill Gates probably won't affect him at all. His lifestyle will not change. But it's his money. You give Bill Gates $10 billion. You take $60 billion from him. His lifestyle will not change. At a certain point, the, if the nigga was worth like $300 million, everything else, his lifestyle won't change. He can still buy million dollar cars. He can still buy $20 million houses and all this other shit. The lifestyle won't change. You see what I'm saying? But it's his. And it is what it is. Stop thinking you can tell people what the fuck to do. When you are worthless. You're, you're a fucking worm. You're dirt. You're shit. You're a diaper. You're a toe fungus. Shut your pussy ass up. But on the brighter notes, uh, it's a lot of other shit going on. I seen a video today with uh, Cam, Cam Newton, and uh, Calvin Benjamin, formerly 300-pound Calvin Benjamin, who decides to get in shape. Uh, and I'm no football, football fan anymore, but this was my team. It was my team from 1994 up until 2015. So, you have a pretty good fucking knowledge on uh, on the Carolina Panthers. And uh, Calvin Benjamin has some words to say. The video came out. Cam approached him. It's real gangster, man. Real gangster. A real gangster approach. He approached him with a nice little nudge. And I saw some people kind of refuting this. Like, oh, hey, you know, Cam came up with the dap. How, he, how is he the tough? Obviously, you people have never confronted people. That you maybe once were cool with. And now you have a little static. Or you have a little issue. So you, you have to approach it. Friendly but aggressive. And I'll, I'll exp- explain it for you cucks. You cuckolds here. You have to be friendly. But you have to be aggressive. You have to know that you're walking up to the situation. Very neutral. Even though you are the party. That is on the fuck side. You the one that's been wronged. 
But you're coming up very neutral. Just detect the temperature. Just to, you know, when you take, when you're a kid, you're taking a bath and you just put your finger in the water. You just won't test it. You maybe got to turn some more cold water on. Maybe you got to turn some more hot water on. Maybe it's just right. That's just test this, checking the temperature. He gave him a quick little bump. Benjamin gave a little a little pushback, but that pushback could mean anything. It'd be like, hey man, get, get it'd be like, hey, get your ass off me. I'd be like, hey, what's up? He put his hand out. That let him know it wasn't up. That was it. I mean, the nudge back was get your ass off me. Didn't get his hand shaking. Put his hands behind his back. Um, because when he kept his hands up front, Benjamin he backed up. Benjamin took a step back. I think he thought he's I think he thought it was time right there. I think he thought it was Super Smash Brothers right there. Uh, can't put his hands behind his back to Putting your hands behind your back does two things. It means that A, you're not worrying about getting punched. Uh it means that B, you are giving a passive stance, meaning I'm not about to hit you, maybe. And three, it's a lot of power can come up when you throwing it from all the way back from behind your back because nobody's looking for a punch when you, if you got your hands behind your back. But if your hands behind your back and you threw through a punch and it's coming all the way from the bottom, it's coming from your hamstring basically, you're going to generate a lot of power. And it's pretty sneaky. And I like sneaky because I'm a dirty guy. I'm a filthy guy. I'm a dirty Mac. I don't think... I don't think it matters. I don't think there's rules. I think there's 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 manners, and there's being a a a, a gentleman. And I think there's a little bit of an honor code. Just a little bit, and that extends to people's mom, people's wife, your grandfather, your dad, dad. I don't know, grandfather. Okay, uncles, cousins, brothers. There's no rules. You can get your ass jumped. You get your ass pepper spray. You get your ass shot. You get your ass stabbed. To establish dominance, that's how it go. We may be the smarter creatures, but like I always say, we're animals. We assert dominance. The women want dominance. That's how. That's how we. That's how things go. So. You know, a lot of people could have uh, misinterpreted, you know, their body language. I think of myself as a pretty good uh, body language detector. Um, and the body language that I was saying, Calvin Benjamin, he was down to scrap also. But he wasn't down to scrap as much uh, as Cam was. I think Cam felt played when he when he put his hand out, uh, when he kind of pushed off Thomas Davis. And, and let me tell you right here, Thomas Davis is by like six three, and the nigga looked like me next to Cam. Like he's this is it's pretty ridiculous that a quarterback is like six six two forty or some shit like that. It's pretty ridiculous because uh, Calvin Benjamin is six six. They was looking at each other right in the eyes. It looked a little serious, and you could kind of tell from conversations like this, discussions like this, you could tell the people that are not, you know. Aggressive, the cucks, the beta males. You know, I'm not saying I'm going out there and fighting. I ain't fighting 15 years. 
but I'll fight you, Daddy. You can't hit a woman. So you tell her, call her brother. You absolutely do not hit a woman. But her brother, her cousin, her daddy, yo, you can fight them niggas. Somebody got to feel her aggression. And she need to see it. It's about dominance, man. It's what life is about. You know. I lived a, a long time. Being real reserved. Now, I'm, a, I'm still like that. I'm a real reserved guy. I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I don't go to balls and just talk to people. Like, hey, oh, hey, how's the, how's the game, guys? Yeah. I don't do that, man. Real cool, calm, and collect. I chill. But there's a time to chill. And there's a time to step up to the fucking plate. Dude, can you step up to the plate? Can you assert yourself? Some wild shit, man. Aggression. Passive aggression. Be a man. Stand up. And be a fucking bootlicker. What's wrong with you? On other things. I was, uh. I was talking to my cousin. We was talking about a couple of things. We was talking about. Of course, video games and all that other type of shit. Uh, Nintendo Switch looking amazing. Smash Brothers looks amazing. Will I be buying it right now? Probably not. Uh, but we was also talking about... I think I was talking about 50 Cent. And not just 50, just rap in general, gangster rap. New York rap. New York rap is a very... Weird thing. New York rap is a, is a lot based about politics, and that's why they they they're at the stage where they are now because they're still politicking, even when they have no play. They're still politicking. They don't push their people forward, you know, and and, and that's a mindset. That's a that's a, a northern a uh, east coast mindset. Because of, I mean, it's it's like fucking twenty something million people. They're 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 crawling on top of each other as is. If you if you see any kind of any kind of like uh, TV shows, you see Times Square. These niggas is like rats. These niggas living on top of each other. Niggas is walking on each other's heads like Mario and Luigi. So they they automatically they're born into this uh, what is it, the crab in a barrel, a crab in a bucket, crab in a barrel. Uh, this mindset, you know, where they have to pull one down to just to get up, and that's because of this population, and that population that turns into the mindset. And then you have boroughs. You got Queens, and you got different parts of Queens. You got uh, Jamaica Queens. You got Left Rack. You got Queensbridge. So not only you got Queens, Brooklyn, and Harlem, the main one. That's the main one. We don't discuss Queens, Brooklyn, Harlem. It's the main ones, but. In between that in Brooklyn, you got you got Best Eye, you got East New York, you got like uh Flatbush, you got Brownsville, you got all these little different territories too. And then within these territories, you got different projects and different blocks within these territories, right? So you're getting real, real microscopic on how many motherfuckers you really need to crawl through 
to get to the top. And uh, we were discussing 50. Because he had to go to, well, he had to get a deal from L.A. and Detroit. He's a New Yorker who got a deal from somebody in Detroit. He was dropped like twice, Sony and uh, Columbia. Uh, that's the same thing. Whatever. He's dropped twice. And it's just this uh, it's just this New York thing, man. I just don't like New Yorkers. I never did. You know, I think they still think it's like 1995. It's not, son. It's really not B. Word to mother. It's not. Nobody cares. I remember in the early 2000s, uh, every, every, every New York rapper, except Jay-Z, Jadakiss, Fab, and Fat Joe, I remember these same people. They're the only four people. At 50, it's five. The only five people. What's their dips at two? What's their dips at oh? The only six people that did not, they didn't talk shit about the South. They kept it real. They kept it, they kept it real. The music was moving away from New York because of their own politics. And they spent maybe from about 2002 to about 2010 shitting on us out. I remember every interview. Dumb music. They make dance music. Uh, Hip-hop is dead. Remember Nas? Hip-hop is dead. Uh, and then he decided to get a beat from Lil John. I I remember all of this stuff, man. And it's the arrogance of these cats. Quick to back down. Now, you remember Quick to back down. It's the arrogance of these cats. Actually, Quick to back down was before hip hop is dead, if if I remember correctly. So he tried to get a down south beat. Can't rap on it because the Bravehearts are fucking trash. And then you come with the nigger uh uh shirt and hip hop is dead. That's how corny these cats are. I remember the whole Wu-Tang. Now except Raekwon. Met the man especially. Talking shit about the song. I remember all of this stuff. I know y'all remember. The disregarders. You know, the, the South been pushing for a long time. Outcast and all have been a long time. I think, you know. It's not me being biased or anything, of course. Wink, wink. Uh, the South movement started with New Orleans. Cash Money No Limit. Put the We put the rocket fuel in. We put the jets on. The, the, the car was already moving. We opened up the panel, lifted that bitch up, put in a six-digit code, and hit, the, hit the, the NAS button. Put the nitro on. That happened in 97. And and it's been going since then. It's been twenty years uh, of the South dominating. The, the uh, New York last run was two thousand and one. That's when everything dropped. That was their last run. It was two thousand and one. Uh, I think Blueprint dropped that year. I think Get Rich dot dropped that year. A whole bunch of shit dropped that year. Actually, let me look it up. Uh, it was one of the greatest years in rap history. Um, it's one of the greatest years. So Blueprint, word it well, uh, as far as rap, we'll just say rap in general, not just New York. 
So uh, Blueprint, Word of Mouth from Luda, still Matic Drop. I'm not a Ja Rule guy, but Ja Rule uh, album drop. Uh, Pac Tiller in the time that came out. Free City from St. Lunatics, which is a classic. Uh, the Great Depression from uh, DMX, I believe that's his fourth album. Uh, what else drop? Eavesdrop. Mystical drop. Ghetto Fab. Fab first thing drop. Zero drop. Uh, I'm serious. Ti first album drop. The reason for Beanie Siegel drop. Kiss the gang goodbye drop. Fat Joe drop. I think Lean Back was that year. Uh, Foxy Buster. It's just a whole bunch of albums. It's one of the greatest years. I think the greatest years probably. It's probably 1997. Let's see. It's, it's a lot was 97. Jesus Christ. So 1997. Life After Death. Wu-Tang Forever, No Way Out, Harlem World, Are You Still Down From Pop, In My Lifetime From Jay, The War Report From CNN, uh, The Ghetto D, The Firm Album Drop, Get It How You Live From The Hot Boys Drop, Jesus Christ, 97 was fucking serious, Untouchable From Scarface, 3-6 Mafia, World Domination Drop, Classic Big Willie style pause Slim Shady EP Unpredictable from uh from Mystical Baduism It's just man you know it was, it was some great times back then but them times is over New York is over New York is done And uh there's no real reason and I didn't write this down I really don't write much down I didn't write this down to to shit on New York it just was in my spirit it's in my heart just to mention uh, how fucked up these people are up there. How their mindset is so trash. It's so garbage. You got rappers like Dave East who you should be championing. You should be putting Dave East on a fucking pedestal. But you like Takashi. Tok- Tokahama. You like uh, I-, I don't even know who else they got. You like these cats. You have legitimate rappers. But now y'all become what you said we were. You dancing people. Niggas doing the 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 Aunt Jackie. Niggas doing the 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 niggas still Harlem shaking. Niggas been Harlem shaking for twenty five years. Chicken noodle and souping. Millie Rock, and now you got your own dance moves now. Cucks. Beta males. I just figure I should take time out of my day. Whether it's 5, 10, 15 minutes. I think I'm going to do this every podcast. I think every episode, I'm going to dissect and cut off a part. Just to say that New York is shit. And it'll always be shit. And it's been 20 years of niggas on your ass. 20 years. You had the game for 7. You had it for 11. I'll give you 1990, I guess. Actually, you didn't even have the early 90s. The West had the early 90s. You had it in about 94. 
We'll let we'll start with Biggie. So y'all only had the game for seven years. Actually, you didn't even have the game fully for seven years. I say you probably until when Pac died. I give you I give you when Pac died. So from '96 to '01, because the West and, and y'all was going back and forth. So you had the game for four or five years. Let's be serious. Be honest with yourself. The West had it for let's say from '88 until '96. We can say y'all shared it. Y'all had the game from 97 to 01. From Life After Death to Blueprint. You had a good four-year run. Where the South has had a good 20-year run. And hip-hop has been around for like 30, 35 years. And we've been running it for 20 of them. Hear that, sister? It's why nobody likes y'all. It's why y'all get beat up everywhere y'all go. That's why y'all dick ride. Now y'all got gangs now. You got bloods and crips and, and all this other shit. Oh, it's from the jail system. Nigga, I ain't see. Niggas, Reich has been there forever. I ain't seen none of this in the early 90s. Big ain't, big ain't talk about niggas being bloods and crips. These niggas became bloods and crips. Like, at 27. Let's cut this out. And that's just how I want to end the podcast. I want to end the podcast by just giving a, a, a solid, a very solid, and a, a very thorough uh, fuck you to the entire East Coast. You can start at Vermont and stop at, it's, it's, we'll stop at D.C. Take Philly out of this. Philly cool. Philly is some down south East Coast niggas because they dirty. There's some dirty niggas. But they over there. So we got to associate them with them. But there's some dirty niggas. There's some real grimy niggas. So I don't really associate with them. There's no disrespect to Philly. Philly is... I think Philly... Philly and New Orleans is probably the closest you're going to get. As You know, Philly and New Orleans. I I compare them to us. I never do that. I, I compare them to us. Oh, one one more thing. Speaking of Philly, before I go, this is just a solid question I'm gonna lay out. How much crack do you think is being smoked? If you really think, and and this is what I'm gonna leave y'all on. How many ounces of crack cocaine do you think has been smoked? If you believed that Gilly the Kid wrote the Carter one. Think about that. Think about it. I'm going to give you a second. I'm going to count about seven. I'm going to say it first and count. I'm going to say it again. There's people out there that think Gilly the Kid wrote the Carter 1 and the Carter 2. You think Gilly the Kid wrote the mob? My fish is balled up. Hey, man, y'all have a good day, man. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Uh, uh, I try to uh, do as many duo, trio, quadruple, however many podcasts as I can. If y'all want to jump on, let me know. We'll talk about whatever. 
Uh, if niggas want to talk about am anime, nigga, we talk about some One Piece on here. Uh, just let me know, man. Have a good night. Thank you.